T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the program. You can go in and you can uh, listen to the Laura Trump interview over at our webpage, 989WORD.com. Very interesting conversation with the uh, future president's uh, daughter-in-law. That's right. The 45th and 47th president of the United States. Um, Polling better right now than any Republican in the past 20 years. Polling better than anybody. Blowing, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know what Nikki Haley's thinking by staying in this race. It's not, I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to save some sort of political face, wouldn't you get out before you got trounced in your own front yard? I mean, you know, everybody talks about this is her, no, this is her front yard because this is where all the neighbors can see you. You know, in the backyard, you're kind of hidden, you're kind of secluded. It's kind of private. Go out in your front yard and you get your butt kicked in your front car, front yard. Everybody's knowing about it. This is Nikki Haley's front yard that we're having this fight. And she is about to get absolutely waxed by Donald Trump. I mean, uh, Chris Christie was right when he said that he was going to smoke Nikki Haley. He smoked her in Iowa, smoked her in New Hampshire. He's going to smoke her here in South Carolina. If you wanted any sort of, I mean, what? <laughs> What uh, what sort of political future do you think is going to come out of getting your rear end handed to you in your own front yard? None, none. And now she's on she's on you know all of these uh, uh, programs and she's talking about how how Donald Trump is is in mental decline. Really, Nikki, is that where you're going to go with Donald Trump? He's in mental decline. I mean, after all the backtracking that you've done, and 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 I, and I don't know if you can't remember what you said in your audio book, but you did say that you you know that Hillary Clinton was an inspiration to you. So why are you even trying to hide that? Why are you ducking that? What I would have done as I said, she was the person. Here's what I would have done. I'd have said, here's what I meant by inspiration. She inspired me to get into politics to fight against people like her. Then people might have said, oh, well, I totally understand that. Yeah, I get that. And by the way, if she does this in the upcoming days, you'll know where she got it from. Oh, that's what I meant. I meant I would, uh, she inspired me to run against people like her and to, you know, to fight the Democrats. But she didn't. Because in another interview, she said after that, you know, she saw um, Hillary Clinton at, at Furman she went back home and wanted to run for office, but she didn't know if she was a Republican or a Democrat. So I guess she just kind of flipped a coin, something like that. 
Maybe. I don't know. So it, it's not going to look good for Nikki Haley. But here's a weird thing, though. She is spending, and I know this is a primary election. I know this is kind of the way you're supposed to do things, but it's not making a whole lot of sense to me because she is not showing any policies that she would use when she got into office to undo all of the damage that Joe Biden has done over these past three years, going on four years. I haven't heard any substantive policy debates from Hillary Clinton. The only thing I've heard is, you know, Donald Trump did this and Vivek Ramaswamy did that and, and yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Haven't heard any real substantive comments on, on, on what she's going to do if she's elected president. But she's not going to be, so maybe that's why she's not even worried. I, don't, I swear to you, I don't get it. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys know uh, better about this than, than, than I do. But if you can't win the race, I mean, I understand trying to finish what you start, but gosh, look at all the money she's blowing through. Look at all of that. That's money that could be donated. The RNC is sitting on, in their bank account, the RNC right now has somewhere between diddly and squat. Somewhere in, in that spectrum of diddly and squat, that's how much money. Charlie Kirk at Turning Point USA has more money at Turning Point USA than the RNC has right now. Think about that. That's, that's, and I think a lot of that is because people got really upset that the RNC has not, and they haven't done this in the past couple of elections, actually stood up and said, wait a minute, hold on. What's going on in Fulton County? Wait a minute. What's going on over in DeKalb? Hold on, hold on. What's going on in Maricopa County, Arizona? Wait a minute. We want to see what's going on. Hey, wait a minute. Look at what's going on in Pennsylvania. How come, how come the Supreme Court can overturn the state judiciary in, in Pennsylvania as far as election laws are concerned when it says in the Constitution that the state legislature, did I say judiciary? I meant legislature. The state legislature shall determine the time, place, and means of the election. The Supreme Court doesn't get to do that. So why don't they, why don't they stand up? Why didn't they support candidates like Masters in Arizona? Why didn't they support Herschel Walker in Georgia? Why did they so go out of their way to support Murkowski? Eric is in Clinton. Eric, talk to me about uh, Nikki Haley, please, sir. Yes, sir. I saw a clip on the news this morning that she was claiming that the fact that she won 43% of the vote in New Hampshire meant that Donald Trump could not win the election. (laughs) And I thought, what kind of logic is that? Because he got 57% that you didn't get. So there's no way that you could win. Exactly. I I don't get that either. And we heard that almost 80% of the people that turned out to vote for Nikki Haley were actually Democrats. Yes, Absolutely. So, I mean, when you extrapolate out those, it was it was an absolute shellacking. Eric, I appreciate it, buddy. I don't understand her either. I mean, that's that political math that I didn't study in high school and college. I don't get it. Where a third-place finish and a second-place finish puts you on track to win? I don't 
I don't get that. I mean, especially since the guy that historically won Iowa, historically won New Hampshire, and now is about to historically win South Carolina. Historically. What is the, I don't know. We'll have to do some research here to find out which candidate in the primary here in South Carolina holds the record for beating their opponent like a drum. Donald Trump Donald Trump's going to be like Phil Collins on Nikki Haley uh, come primary day. Do, 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 do. He's going to beat her like a drum. And then what's she going to do? What's her excuse going to do? I mean, certainly she can't come back and say, I'm Nikki Haley and I support Donald Trump for president of the United States when she's made comments like this one. Are we really in this country going to have two 80-year-olds running for president? It is a fact that when you are their age, you have mental decline. I don't care who you are. You have mental decline. He didn't just get me confused. He mentioned it over and over and over again. Mm, He's not what he was in 2016. He has declined. Mm. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hate to tell you this. Let's say Usain Bolt lost a tenth of a second off his 400-meter time. Let's say. He's still the fastest man in the world. We'll be right back with a Senate update from State Senator Josh Kimball. That's coming up next on the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's Jessica by the Allman Brothers. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my new theme song for the show. That's it. Love that song. Of course, you uh, Top Gear fans also know it as being the theme from Top Gear. Okay, uh, let's uh, go to the phones right now. We'll talk to State Senator Josh Kimbrell and get a Senate update here in South Carolina. Josh, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good to be with you. I'm, I'm doing fine. We're still in session. It's going to be a long night, it looks like. Uh-oh. What are you guys uh, looking at today? Well, it's still constitutional carry. It has been yesterday and today, and uh, maybe maybe even into tomorrow. But we'll see. We 
We got second reading on the bill yesterday, but don't get too excited yet. Second yeah. reading, you know, just to explain how the process works, I know that you know, but this yeah. everybody in the audience knows, is you have three readings of a bill before it passes the chamber. And the first reading is they just introduce it, read the thing. And the second is usually where you take a roll call vote, which is kind of determinative of passage. Uh, and then the third is usually perfunctory, just kind of a voice vote, final reading that goes on. Right. Uh, what we did last night to try to speed up the process is we did a voice vote on the second reading. So we're, we only have one reading of the bill to go here, and this will be the roll call vote, and that will determine passage. But there's a lot of folks throwing a lot of amendments at it. Some of it's friendly fire from the Republican side, unfortunately, on this bill. And uh, we've got to, we're trying to shoot down the anti-Second Amendment amendments mm-hmm. and, uh, and keep the bill in, in good form to be a true constitutional carry bill. We've been able to do that thus far, but the real test will come probably later tonight, uh, maybe in the morning, when we take a roll call vote and see if we got a vote to pass the bill or if somebody filibusters it, if we have the votes to shut down the filibuster. Right, right. now, I'd say it's right on the bubble. So uh, does it align with the House bill? Yeah, I mean, the changes that have been made thus far are minor. I mean, there's, a, there's one I didn't like. Uh, one Republican put forward a bill that I think actually makes it, uh, unfortunately, it's still a good bill. It's still constitutional carry, and we can deal with it in conference committee. But one amendment that was adopted essentially uh, makes it uh, more difficult. It enhances penalties, you know, for people being stopped if they, if they kind of violate a gun-free zone or something. And I don't, I don't like that. I mean, it doesn't yeah. kill the idea that you can have permitless carry. But it's still weakened at some. But I would say as it stands right now, the constitutional carry bill is still it still will be permitless carry, true Second Amendment bill. Uh, and, the, and the amendment that I didn't like last night only passed 22 to 20. Twenty of us voted against it. So it's always possible when you get into conference committee mm-hmm. between the House and the Senate, we can reverse that. So you got to go into some sort of a reconciliation type process there. Um, so, well, that's good news. And so when are you expecting maybe to get a, a final vote on this tomorrow? Well, I would hope we could do it tonight, yeah. but I don't know. Okay. It just depends on how long we go, right? I mean, right now the question is, is somebody going to filibuster the bill? They can let us get a vote. So if somebody gets up and does a filibuster trying to talk it to death, we're going to have to invoke cloture, which means we'll have to have 26 votes, 27 votes to do that. Now, I think we have votes to pass it. I think if there's a straight up or down vote right now, pass the bill or not, I think it passes by maybe one I mean, it'll get 26 votes, which is the majority, but 26 votes are what you'll have to have to actually get past the, any yeah. attempt at filibuster. Right. So the, the question will be, if it, is somebody going to filibuster the bill or not? If not, I think it's possible we get a final vote tonight. If there's a filibuster, uh, who knows? It, it could go into tomorrow, but I think before we leave this week, which will be tomorrow afternoon, one way or the other, we know the fate of this bill. So what else are you guys working on there in the Senate today? Well, this is this has sucked all the oxygen out of the room right now. I mean, yeah. I'm focused on some other things we're working on. I mean, look, we want judicial reform. Senator West Clymer and I, right? Uh, we objected to the. I told you we would do this. We've objected to the appointment of all the judges uh, on February 7th. So right now, that's not moving forward unless some kind of serious judicial reform package comes forward. And you know, some people are frustrated that Senator Clymer and I dug our heels in on this, but uh, we made it clear back in November, December, this is what we're going to do. We've given everybody. Uh, two months of head start to try to come up with the reform package that hasn't happened. And I think people thought maybe we were bluffing. We weren't. So uh, that that's a big fight right now is for judicial reform. This is going to be a consequential session. We're either going to get constitutional carry or not. We're going to get judicial reform. I hope these are real fights that conservatives really need to care about. And a lot of us are really digging in this year. 
What would stop like a local community um, from declaring or a neighborhood declaring themselves a, uh, a gun free zone? Well, look, in, in a neighborhood, theoretically, you can't, you can't, HOAs don't have that authority. If they did, we would challenge that. Right. The only, any kind of public accommodation, constitutional carry would be, would apply, right? So that would be the law of the land. The only places where you would have somebody say you can't carry there is if it's a private business or establishment. And, and while I support the, the right of a person to have a gun without a permit, I've always supported that. I've been in favor of constitutional mm-hmm. carry from day one. You have to balance that against property rights. And so, Look, I don't I look at it this way. You can't have an entire neighborhood or town supersede state law. So you're not going to have a gun free town. You're not going to have gun free neighborhoods because that would violate state law under constitutional carry if we pass it. An individual business can make that decision, sure. but not not an entire town. But they can do that right now. Well, well, I think it's dubious whether they could do it right now. If we pass constitutional carry, it's going to be hard for them to do it at all because state anything to do with gun policy is set at the state level. Yeah, and in South Carolina, particularly, most states this is true. Uh, counties, cities, those are municipalities that are that are sub. They're basically a, an extension of the state. They don't. They're not independent sovereign entities under South Carolina law and our state constitution. They're political subdivisions, so no city or town can supersede what the state law is. They can't do that. They don't have that authority. But what about like a school zone? I mean, uh, if, you, if you're stopped in a school zone and you've got your firearm on you and it's a school zone, you know, you've been speeding, you're going 30 in a, in, in a 20. Um, what's to stop you from being charged with a, a gun crime? Well, you're not going to be charged with a gun crime being in a school zone. I mean, a school a school speed zone. And there's a difference between being on school property versus a school speed zone. Okay. Let's be clear about that. I mean, if you get pulled over by going 35 in a school zone that's 25 at the time, that's not you're not going to be charged with a felony for that because that's still on the you're still on the highway. You're still right. on the public road. The law applies to if you carry it on a campus. You can't go on campus with a gun. That's always been long-standing policy. And sure. Even under this bill, that won't be allowed. We're not going to let people you know, carry in a, in a school. But if you get pulled over in a 35-mile-an-hour zone in front of a school, you're not going to be charged with a felony for that, no. So basically, in this bill, the only thing that would go away is the permit. Yeah, you, don't, you no longer have to ask permission to carry a gun in right. South Carolina, right? And, and, that's, and again, that's going to be any public accommodation. So you can, when you're, you can walk down the street with it at that point. It really does open up the Second Amendment quite a lot. It's a very uh, bold step forward, and it's the right step forward. I mean, we're going to see what kind of amendments keep getting tweaked to it. But, you know, I've been very uh, strident in opposing amendments that further impose restrictions on the on the law-abiding citizen to keep and bear arms. I, You know, I I think there's all these people that do these parade of horribles of what they think is going to happen, and they try to give you all these insane scenarios that never pan out. I mean, Florida is the third largest state in the country, and Governor DeSantis signed constitutional carry there last year. Mm-hmm. And they're at a 30-year low in terms of, of violent crimes involving right. guns. So. This is this is not going to be a horror story that people think. In fact, uh, private gun ownership by law-abiding citizens is a great deterrent for violent crime. Uh, if you look at places like Kennesaw, Georgia, where they actually have ordinances that you need, that you're kind of required to have a gun, yeah. or they encourage you to have a gun, they don't really have a problem with breaking and entering. They don't really have burglaries. Uh, they don't really have folks getting killed, you know, because they, as I've heard it said before, an armed society is a polite society. That's and right. We're, we're, we're deciding to make South Carolina a more polite society, but making it more easily uh, easy for a law-abiding citizen to be armed. Exactly. Well, go get you some caffeine and dig in for a long night, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Keep us updated, though.
Yes, sir. I'll keep you in the loop. Thank I appreciate you. it. State Senator Josh Kimbrell joining us this afternoon. Constitutional carry being weighed right now in Columbia. This is the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I got a lot of people sending me questions about constitutional carry uh, on the text line. And I will tell you uh, right now, you know as much as I know about this at this moment. But what I imagine is going to happen, let's say you've got a concealed uh, weapons permit like I have here in my wallet from this great state of South Carolina. Um, There it is. <coughs> I'm going to imagine that if you have this concealed carry permit, the same rules are going to apply under constitutional carry. Like if a business has a sign-up that says no concealed weapons and it, 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 it conforms, because those, those because I'll see sometimes, I'll see, okay, let me put it this way. In the law here in South Carolina, a no concealed Weapons sign must be of a certain size. It must be of a certain shape. It must be of a, the the lettering must be of a certain height. It must be placed at a certain height. There are very strict regulations about whether or not these signs are valid in the law in South Carolina. So I saw one today. I was like, ooh, that one ain't right. Though that is that does not comply with the sign law for concealed carry uh, uh, concealed weapons, uh, but, but I see them all over the place. But still, basically, if I'm right about this, and we'll find out if I am, um, the same rules apply, laws apply. If you just as if you had a concealed carry permit, but you won't need it, that's going to go away. But I think the um, the laws and the rules are still going to supply uh, apply. So. There you go. You know what I did today? You know what I did today, Will? I got up. I usually get up pretty early, about 6.30, sometimes earlier, um, because I had to go to the doctor today, okay? Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with me. Just my six-month checkup, but I drive a long way to go see my doctor. I'm talking almost an hour. Almost an hour to go see my doctor, but it's worth it because I just think my doctor is, is one of the greatest people on the planet. He's, he's fantastic. So, but, but I was thinking when I was going to the, cause I mean, he's up, he's up, he's up like near the big peach in Gaffney. I mean, he's right there. Okay. So I'm driving to see my doctor and I'm thinking, how do these people do that? How do these, how do you guys, you nine to fivers that get out there on I-85 every day and travel that stretch of road? I, oh, God bless you. I was thinking about you guys this morning as I was, I was heading to see my doctor that you do that every single day. Ooh, 
And then coming back, oh, what a nightmare that must be. Good gracious. So anyway, just let you know, I was thinking about you today as I was going to the doctor. And you know what my doctor said? My doctor said something to me today. He said, well, as somebody is in good a shape as you are, I thought, oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. So I weighed two pounds less when I went to the doctor than I did six months ago. Now, that's not to say that because <laughs> I gained a lot of weight over the holidays. When I was hurt for eight weeks, I put on a, a considerable amount of weight. And then, of course, the holidays came. But I've gotten all that off, and I've even dropped uh, a couple of more pounds. So the goal to be below 199 remains. And it will have, hey, Charlie, help me understand. With a permit, you can open carry, correct? Yes, you can open carry with a permit. You can, can, I know it's weird, but incrementalism, we try to get these fights one at a time. So right now, South Carolina state law says that you can open carry with a permit. That's open carry with training. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen anybody open carry. Never seen it. And also I want to thank 880 um, because I was just about to bring this up. You still, my recommendation, you still need to get your concealed weapons permit from the state of South Carolina. And I'll tell you why. Because if you travel to states that do not have constitutional carry, but do have um, concealed weapons permits and the state of South Carolina has reciprocity with those states, when you travel with a firearm, always check the laws of the states that you are going to and through. Make sure you're in compliance. So, but you're going to need that in case you travel, right? Absolutely. Um, Charlie, I drove oversized loads every, every day, sit in traffic, get cut off all the time. Oh, my goodness. I always think about you truck drivers. What are you talking about? 641, I always do. Um, let's see. Charlie, any idea of how constitutional carry will affect my ability to carry in other states? I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's always wise to just go ahead and get your CWP. It's fun. I mean, I enjoyed that training so much. You went out there, you learned some stuff. I had a really good instructor and all of that stuff. So Ron is in more. Let's talk about his electric bill. Ron, what's your electric bill like, pal? Um, I live alone, and uh, I don't use much energy. I have a heat pump, uh-huh. refrigerator, and all of that. And this month... Uh, I got my electric bill today, and Duke Energy, it was $350, and I actually called them and said, what in the heck, what in the yeah. heck is going on, and I said, when it got cold, I, I used my wood stove yeah. to heat the house, and I talked to a couple of friends of mine, elderly people, you know, we're all retired, live on, you know fixed income. Yeah. And I'm like, 350 bucks. And uh, this other friend I talked about, they said, I've talked to about five people. And they're all up in arms. They said, yeah. And did you read that little notice you got in your uh, electric bill? And I read that. And they're going to the legislature and asking for another raise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're always, oh, they're real good about that. They are real good about that. Uh, I, I would love for my wife, wink, wink, to um, send me a text and let me know how, how much our electric bill 
was last month wow. because because I'll guarantee you, Ron, mine has never been three hundred dollars ever. Mine is ne- I've I've lived here for forty years, and uh, I have never had an electric bill of three hundred and fifty dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, man. I feel your pain, buddy. I appreciate you calling in. David is in Boiling Springs. David, uh, what about the whole concealed carry signage thing? Well, when they did the change uh, with the open carry with provision, and if you read it, it states in there the, the, the measurements, like you were alluding to a moment yeah. ago. But in subparagraphs underneath that, one of them says that uh, this does not mean that a person cannot post a sign prohibiting the carrying that may be quote, unquote, unique to that building. And when I inquired about oh. that, uh, I was by the state, you basically can have a three- or five-year-old draw a circle and a stick gun and put a circle, a line through it, and the guy yeah. take that and tape it to the front door of his business. That is now unique to that business, and uh-huh. that works. SLED uh, indicated and the attorney general's indicated if you see any type of sign with any words, symbols, or anything that get the message across to you, they don't want you in there with a gun, then don't go in there with a gun, because if you do, you're breaking the law. Well, there you go. See, I didn't know that was in the uh, the open carry with training bill. I had no yeah. idea. The other thing, too, is people, that if, if they go to constitutional carry and people do not get a permit, they're not going to get a lot of training that would be getting for the laws. Uh, you know, like you can't go into school park with a firearm inside your vehicle anywhere unless you have a concealed carry permit. And then the firearm must be either in the truck, glove box, or console yeah. before you drive onto school property. A lot of people don't know that. So you'll have people that, when they if they pass constitutional carry, they're going to have a gun on their side. They're going to drive up into the school to drop off junior. Don't do that. They'll have a school resource officer standing there. He sees them in there with the gun on their side because this person thought, well, we got open carry. I can do whatever I want now. Well, no, you can't. You're going to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to know the law, man. There's a lot of things you don't get if you don't get the training. training I agree. Plus, well, some of these states out here, there's 36 states that honor the South Carolina permit. Yeah. They honor your permit, not your constitutional carry. So you're going to lose states that you can carry in. Plus, uh, you, if you have a valid permit and you go to purchase a gun, uh, you go in, you fill out the paperwork, you got your permit there, you put your permit number on there and stuff, you pay for the gun, you walk out the door with a gun. Right. If you don't have the permit, now you got to wait on that background check yeah. from the NICS system. And that could take, you know, depending on where, where you're buying, some companies say, even though the law may say four, after four completed regular business days, they have a right to be able to release it. Uh, but some companies say, we don't release the gun, and we don't care if it's six months before we hear back from NICS. Right. Uh, so, but the permit circumvents all of that, and you'll be able to buy guns easier. You'll be able to carry more. And most importantly, you're going to know the laws of how you can and True. can't, where you can and can't, and all that good True. stuff. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, David, great information there, buddy. Thank you so much. It's always good to have that permit. Uh, I'm just telling you. It's always good to have that permit. Go get that training. It's fun. Tra- firearm training is fun anyway. Go enjoy yourself. You paid all that money for that gun. Go plink around. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas.
I love these people on on the text line. Why should we get a concealed carry permit? We got a blah, a blah, a blah. It's a constitution. Have you met Joe Biden's Department of Justice? Have you met Merrick Garland? Great guy. Great guy. Really good people. Oh, they're totally understanding. Oh, oh, I see you have a uh, uh, a firearm there. Do you have a, a a permit? No, no, you don't. You don't have that. Well, um, uh, oh well, what the heck? Go about your business, citizen. They're not like that, folks. I'm just trying to keep people out of jail. Good grief! Oh, the constitutional carry. Blah 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 blah. I, I get it. I understand. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. But I've also seen what happened to all those poor schleps that were in, 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 at the Capitol on January the 6th. I also see what, 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 what they're trying to do every single day to conservatives out there. So you can, you can talk big and bad on the text line all you want to. You'll be singing a different tune when you're, when you're cuffed and stuffed and, and standing in front of a, a judge. Then you'll wish you got it. Just saying, I'm with you. I understand the constitutional rights, and I'm for that. But under this administration that is right now, listen to this, just case in point here, a watchdog group is demanding documents from the Biden administration after whistleblowers allege that a regulation is under development that would effectively ban private gun sales. The group, Empower Oversight, said yesterday, oh, actually, that was today, that two sources have claimed that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, the ATF, is preparing to propose a rule requiring background check. Now, remember, these are rules. There's no law. Isn't this amazing? But these are enforceable laws or enforceable rules here. They would propose a rule requiring background checks for most or all gun sales. That includes if I wanted to sell my Walther 380 to Will in a private gun sale, I would have to go do a background check on Will. President Biden has campaigned for stricter gun laws and in August proposed a regulation to clarify that people who repeatedly or repeatedly, he said, repeatedly uh, sell guns must register as federally licensed gun dealers subject to background checks. The revised rule, purportedly being crafted by the ATF, would be even broader. Empower Oversight President Tristan Levitt said in a post on X, Empower Oversight has learned through whistleblowers within the ATF that the direction of the White House, ATF has drafted a 1,300-page document to justify the rule effectively banning private sales of firearms. The whistleblowers say that the rule is being drafted by Senior Policy Counsel Eric Epstein, who worked as the Phoenix Field Office Division's counsel during Operation Wide Receiver, Receiver, that was a precursor to Fast and Furious. Levitt added, such a sweeping rule with the effect of banning private sales would clearly violate the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, which declares that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But don't let that stop the ATF. They're going to try to infringe on your rights every at every single turn. They're going to want to do that. So, um, again, it's better to be safe than sorry. And right now, you can get you can get a permit. You don't even have to. I, I, didn't they waive the fee for the permit? Now you got to pay for the training. 
but they've waived the free the the uh, and it's a second form of ID as well. So there you go. All right, we'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk ninety eight nine WORD, the Voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 